Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Straight Talk for the Soul series. I'm Carrie Murphy, your host, creator, and founder of this global unity community. I want to thank you so much for choosing to spend your time with us today. Welcome home. This is your safe haven, a sacred space, a soulful sanctuary. Uh, to come to you each day to connect with Soul Family, to open your heart, to get empowered, and to feel fully supported and loved. Consider this a cosmic playground to see your sacredness, to claim your role as a conscious creator, and experience a delightful rediscovery of your divinity while simultaneously dissolving the densities, dualities, and distractions. That is what it's all about here. Um, a revival, a restoration, and a renewal of your soul's pure radiance. We're here to personally and collectively proclaim our readiness to experience freedom and liberation. So I want to thank you for blessing this community with your love and your presence today. Uh, we invite you to subscribe to this show. It is a free platform. You can access everything at straighttalkforthesoul.com. Uh, you can also listen to all of our replays on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Audible, and Stitcher. And we would love to see you in our private Facebook group or on Instagram. Uh, and now my favorite question, what is the best that could happen today? Uh, well, let's intend for upliftment and renewal. Let's intend for an elevation in vibration. Uh, we're going on another soulful adventure today with the wonderful Peter Tung. Uh, our topic is summer solstice sun. And of course, with Peter, it's all about the gene keys. So if you have specific questions about them, this is your time to ask them. Um, press star two on your phone to raise your hand or write in your questions uh, in the webcast. And I encourage you to set an intention for our time together today. My intention is to be a clear and pristine conduit and communicator of the divine and selfless service to allow for the greatest openings into empowerment, vitality, and love, uh, and also for grace and soulfully soothing energy to flow through my voice and this sacred energetic space with grace and ease, welcoming and inviting in the highest divine support and participation throughout our time together. Uh, let me tell you about wonderful Peter, and we will dive in. Uh, Peter's been on a spiritual path much of his life. Early explorations of chemistry and astrology uh, quickly evolved into studies of alchemy in the afterlife. Over the years, he has gained much insight on humanity's innate ability to transform itself, as well as the illusory veil that separates us from the other dimensions. Uh, Gene, P Peter offers Gene Keys sessions, and we're going to talk about the Gene Keys a lot today. They take you on your own grail quest along the golden path to show you the key Gene Keys in your own unique hologenetic profile. The journey reveals to you the shadow energies lurking in your unconscious that are waiting to be transmuted and transformed into your most powerful gifts. Um, so we're going to talk all about that. Um, and summer solstice coming up, um, summer solstice sun, we're going to talk about how to navigate these challenging times through the gene keys. We're going to talk about seeing the bigger picture so we can detach from any drama and take advantage of some of the powerful energies coming to the planet. Um, and again, we're going to take callers. This is your opportunity to get your gene key questions answered. Um, I always love my time with Peter, so let's dive in. Uh, please join me in extending waves and waves of love and light and joy to Peter as I welcome him back. Welcome back, my friend. Thanks so much, Carrie, and it's always a pleasure for me to be with you as well. And I just love your language and the way you speak. And you reminded you. me immediately, because this is what happens with me, there's, there's little synchronistic moments. 
But we had the full moon uh, just this week in Sagittarius, and the sun was in Gemini, and the sun was in the 12th jinky. And the 12th jinky, in its higher expression, is all about the larynx and the frequency that comes to our voice to help awaken people. So what you just said in your little introduction was actually perfect for the energies of this week, which is the vibrational frequency that comes through the voice, which uh, raises everybody else's frequency to match that frequency. So that's the, that's wow. the starting point. That wasn't my, mm-hmm. that wasn't my intention, but, but that's where we start. My intention for, tonight, for today, without any doubt whatsoever, is uh, the word would be embodiment. And this is our deep and profound connection to Mother Earth herself. There's been a very powerful Taurus energy going all the way back to Beltane, May 1st. So I'm going to mm-hmm. sort of talk through that uh, when we get started from the beginning of May right through to the summer solstice, which is next week. Because it's been a very intense time and yes, people uh, really need to understand what's been happening. The astrological realms are creating this incredible opportunity for us but it doesn't always feel that way because it's so intense so if we can mm-hmm. understand the flow the almost like a choreographed journey through this time it will really help people to understand but this Taurus energy right. is asking us to get fully embodied in our physical body and deeply connected with mother earth and ask for the leaders through that as we go Perfect. And I know you mentioned we really want to reassure everyone um, that we're all on track. I mean, even if it doesn't seem like it or it can be um, challenging, um, I know that that's something you wanted to highlight, you know. So embodiment and reassurance of everyone is on track. Yes. And, you know, there's so much going on in the world, which is very confusing. Even the alternative media can't necessarily be trusted with what they're saying. So you've got to really go deep into your own heart and feel into what you feel is true. But we do know absolutely definitely that the positive timeline has won out and it will play out and we'll see it playing out over the next little while. There will be some chaos. There will be confusion. So our role as the spiritual light warriors is to hold this highest possible frequency that we can in the deep and profound knowing that we are stepping into a magnificent world to come. Yes, absolutely. So if you're here, thank you. <laughs> Light leaders, um, uh, all of you, all of you. So Peter, let's dive in. Um, yeah. You want to do this chronological understanding. Yeah. Um, we're going to yeah. start May 1st, so let's yeah. dive in. Yeah. So first of all, we need to just understand a little bit about the nodes of the moon. The nodes of the moon are uh, on a polar axis. They go backwards through the sun signs, and they are currently in the uh, north node, which is our future destiny, is in Taurus, and the south node is in Scorpio. And the eclipses come when the full moons and new moons align with the nodes of the moon. So May 1st was Beltane, which is one of the main cross-quarter days, as they're called, in the sort of pagan traditional calendar, it's like the beginning of real spring. And a lot of ceremonies were happening on May Day, uh, traditional uh, ceremonies around the globe for the beginning of, of, of definite spring. And it's the seeding of what we are going to grow towards in the summer solstice, which is next week. 
So what I'm what I'm wanting to do to have the listeners understand is there's this journey that we've gone through towards the summer solstice from uh, Beltane. And on that Beltane weekend, we had the first eclipse. Now, the uh, eclipse energy of, it was uh, the sun in Taurus, and the, obviously the sun and moon together on the new moon, but it wasn't precisely aligned with the nodes, so it was a partial solar eclipse. So this is like the first intention, the first seeding of these energies to move towards where we are now. So we've been sort of growing, we've been cultivating, nurturing the seeds of that time. And that took place um, on May the 1st, and it took place in the 24th Gene Key. And the 24th Gene Key is all about going into the stillness and the silence, and really deeply reflecting upon what we truly want for ourselves in our future world. And the shadow of that Gene Key is about detaching from old emotional patterns that have kept us trapped in the 3D world. So it's about setting ourselves free from those old patterns, those old habits that we've lived by. And then two weeks later, on May the 15th, we moved into the most important uh, astrological energetic time of this period, which was the total lunar eclipse. So now the nodes and the moon and the sun have moved into a perfect alignment which led to this total lunar eclipse. And that total lunar eclipse took place in the 14th Jinki, which is a Scorpio Jinki, which is where the moon was, and the sun was in the 8th Jinki, which is in Taurus. If you imagine that line going from the moon, Scorpio, uh, to the sun in Taurus as a flat line, then halfway along that line going down, was a link to Saturn in Aquarius. So it's what's called a T-square in astrology. It's a 90-degree angle between the Sun and Saturn and the Moon and Saturn. And that's going to be really important in the next little phase of our conversation. But before we get to that, I'm going to come back to the 14 and the 8, because this is true for everybody, because this was when the total lunar eclipse took place. So whether you've got those jinkies or not doesn't matter. What matters is the energy that they bring forward. And what I want people to do is to really listen carefully to how you move out of the shadows of these jinkies to transform into the gifts and the cities. Mm -hmm. So the 14th shadow is compromise, and the 8th shadow is mediocrity. And what this means is that almost all of us as children were forced into a box of conformity. There were expectations being placed upon us by external influences, including our parents, including the system, including our schools, including what our friends believed we were. And it keeps us trapped in this box. And being trapped in that box of mediocrity, the eighth gene key, causes compromise in the 14th gene key, which is the loss of your dream. And so what we were being asked to do on that total lunar eclipse, and it's still operating now because the eclipses uh, operate for six months. Mm -hmm. So it's still in, in the field. So it's not too late to look into this. Uh, and we're going to add something to it in a moment. So the key thing then is for you to recognize that almost certainly at times in your life you have felt compromised by the situations you found yourself in that you are not going to fulfill your divine destiny. 
And so the moon in illuminating the 14th jinky was saying to you, it's now time to recognize that there is nothing holding you back from fulfilling your divine destiny except an illusion. And so now then, if you step into the 14th gift of competence, there are four aspects to it. And they are you being efficient in, your, in what you do in your life, you being creative in what you do in your life, you being flexible, and you being enthusiastic. If you put those four qualities together, it leads to this wonderful city word of bounteousness. And the reason I'm stressing this is because when Richard Rudd writes about this in his book, The Gene Keys, the 14th city of bounteousness, he calls it the Midas touch. Everything you touch turns to gold. And what's really important for all of our listeners to know is that we are now working with the gold frequency of the new golden age. And so we want to hold this gold frequency. I see it as a liquid gold flowing through every single mm -hmm. cell in my body, flowing through my bloodstream. And there's a wonderful word to describe it, which is rubescence. <laughs> rubescence is an alchemical word which connects together the blood red color of our blood and the gold radiance flowing with it. So if you can imagine this beautiful flowing color of red gold flowing through your bloodstream and carrying this gold frequency, that is where we are going in this next level. So then you look at the eighth jinky of mediocrity and the gift of that jinky is style. So now it's about smashing open the box of conformity and becoming true to your own self. And there's this wonderful word in the city, which is exquisiteness. And the reason we don't step into our exquisiteness is because we are fearful of being rejected by the people around us uh, or society itself, family, friends. Mm -hmm. And obviously that's been happening in the world this year anyway. So we may as well just go for it. <laughs> so that's, yes. that's, that's what that total eclipse was all about, right? I don't know if you said smashing out of that box of conformity. Smash out of that and step into exquisiteness. Um, and I love what you mentioned about the gold. I mean, that just flowing through. Um, we've been talking about that on the show quite a bit lately with different people bringing in different elements of that. And uh, so that's been interesting. You know, um, Peter, uh, before we dive deeper into what you're going to share, it's always important to highlight your understanding in, um, of the gene keys for people who are hearing about them for the first time and they're wondering what you might be talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Many people already know you, and so they're here because they already are familiar with, with the gene keys and your work. But just in case... Uh, let's give a little overview. Sure. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for reminding me. I do get carried away, you know, Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. So the Gene Keys is, is the most – I've been working on this spiritual journey for 40 years, and it is the most profound system that I've come across for us to clear out the shadow frequencies that keep us locked down and trapped in the 3D world and lead us into the potential for enlightenment in this lifetime. And it's absolutely and totally safe, and it's very well grounded. And uh, it, it contains within it a connection to the I Ching 
64 hexagrams. And Richard Rudd, who is the genius behind it, had a three-day altered state experience where he experienced how life came into form through the condensation of spirit into matter through those 64 hexagrams of the I Ching and how they correspond precisely with the 64 codons in our DNA. And so what you see in the gene key profile, which is your own personal profile, is a, a group of 11 spheres which contain within them uh, a gene key and a line of the hexagrams that you're working on in particular. And so this 11 spheres essentially is a map of who you truly are. And I'd say to people, when you look at this profile, it's a one-page uh, document, if you like, but it's not a, it's not a number, numbers on a page. It's your genetic makeup. And so when you dive into your genetic makeup, then you start to see things at a totally different level because you understand everything that's happened in your life was supposed to happen to lead you on this journey. And that's the sacred journey that we're on, including all the challenges and all the wonderful things that have happened. And one of the things that's happened in this last few months, Carrie, for me, which has been so beautiful, is that when I say something to do with the profile, people start to cry. And they're crying because whatever I said has touched their soul because we've opened the door into this true aspect of their divine nature, their true divinity. And it's just a beautiful moment that comes as we unravel the blockages that lead us into our true soul, our true divine self. Mm -hmm. So there are three aspects to the profile. The activation sequence on the outside, the four keys on the outside, are the keys that lead us into understanding the work we're here to do in the outer world and our inner core stability. And then we move from those four into what's called the Venus sequence, where we do the deep, deeper work, where we look into our primary relationships with those people in our lives to see what's happening there. And then we take a dive back into our childhood and we go back through our childhood in seven-year cycles, going back to the moment we were born for the first seven years, which is the SQ or the physical aspect of our development. And then we move into the EQ, our emotional development, ages 8 to 14. And then from the age 15 to 21, our IQ, our mental development. And it still blows me away now how absolutely accurate the details are about the profile in terms of the gene keys and the lines and the way people have lived their lives coming through this, uh, this childhood development. And then we go back to the final step in the Venus sequence, which is the core wound. And this is the moment of your conception where you are imprinted with the sacred wound of your ancestors. And this sacred wound, again, because we know the jinky and the lime, we know exactly what it is that you are working on to help clear this wound on behalf of your ancestors. And then a key thing to understand is it's not your wound that you're, that you're dealing with. It's the wound of your ancestors, which plays out through you. So when you work with that jinky and that lime, then not only are you clearing it on your own behalf, but you're clearing it all the way back through your ancestral lineage and those people who've suffered as a result of that core wound. And that then takes us out of the Venus sequence and brings us back out into the world in the Pearl sequence, which is now how we offer ourselves in service in the way in which we are going to live our lives from now on with this deeper understanding of who we really are. 
And this is where we have our genuine prosperity and abundance and living our life in peace and contentment. And stuff still happens. We all have to deal with life, but we, we handle it in a different way. And, and as you said earlier, you can detach from the drama and take a step back and witness it for what it truly is. And so you can really uh, live your life from this much calmer, peaceful place in terms of what you're, how you're seeing with the world and how you're interacting with it. Yeah, so, so the, the benefits are um, not only awareness, but um, a true understanding of um, why things have happened and, and what's going on. And you know, what would you say that the greatest benefits are from all of the people that you've worked with over the years? What have you noticed? I think the first thing is it takes the emotional charge out of all that's happened mm-hmm. because people begin to realize this was supposed to happen. And, and uh, however I dealt with it then, I can now look back on it and see it in a different way. And, and the second thing is I think it helps people to see uh, how they can navigate through uh, the next phase of their life because uh, this is not, I'm not a psychic and, and sometimes people want me to be, but I'm not. Because this is about your journey. It's about putting you on your path. And no one else is supposed to interfere with your path. So what I'm doing through the Gene Keys is opening doors into you and who you truly are so that you can work it out for yourself. And you can see the way things are going to move in the future for yourself through this uh, expansion of your awareness. So I would say it's a very, very empowering process for you to step forward on your true calling. That is the name of the game of liberation and is empowerment yeah. and realizing we have the conscious capacity to uh, really to transform our experience by responding to it differently. And someone wrote in and had asked that they had they had, had a session with you um, before, um, but is it worth having another one? I think you do it regularly, multiple sessions with people because yeah. everything always changes. Um, That's right. What's your yeah. response to that? Absolutely, yes. And it's happening more and more, actually, because what is happening is people are handling their lives and they're having all these challenges. They've done the first level of the Gene Keys, but then stuff's happened since then. And so it becomes somewhat um, more of a counseling session along with the Gene Keys, but we also take a deeper dive into the really important issues that person has had to deal with. So uh, absolutely, yes, uh, that is the case. And I'm also doing more... Uh, family constellation situations. So I'll take a gene key profile for the for key members of the family. So there may be uh, partners, mom and dad, uh, and two children, say, and put that together as a package for them to get an understanding of the family dynamic. So, yes, people are coming back for uh, extra sessions for sure. Well, and you're so generous about it, and you're so kind. I mean, you're and you're offering that your special offer is a session with you, and we'll talk about that more later. But um, it's always very generous. It's 111 dollars. I mean, you and you just give so much, Peter. So thank you for always extending that to this community. So. Okay, so let's get back into the conversation about, <laughs> yeah. okay, we'll get back on track now. Um, where did we leave off? Um, well, I'm going back to that total lunar eclipse again because okay. we talked about the 14 and the 8. We didn't talk about Saturn. And Saturn was at right angles, if you remember, to the two, mm-hmm. uh, the lunar eclipse, uh, yeah, the total lunar eclipse. 
So the reason I want to do this is uh, a really important piece in this puzzle is that Saturn at exact right angles to this uh, lunar eclipse is saying this is a time for us to take stock. And Saturn operates in seven-year cycles. So if you can imagine seven years ago, Saturn was exactly where that total lunar eclipse was in Scorpio. And the total lunar eclipse in Scorpio was in the south node, which is all about the past. So what we're being asked to do is to go back to the years 2014, 2015, and to reflect upon any major event that took place during that time, because whatever that major event was has been playing a role in our lives right up to the present moment. And as soon as I saw that, I thought, I met Richard Rudd in 2014. <laughs> and my life got transformed in that moment. It was an amazing synchronistic meeting that we had. I do remember that story, Carrie, but he basically was in Vancouver. He's, in, he's from England. And he was in Vancouver doing a workshop. And he got turned back at the American border control in Vancouver Airport. They wouldn't let me go into the States. Best decision they ever made. They turned him back. <laughs> so he did his Portland um, two-day workshop uh, remotely in his hotel room. And then he said he, I, it, he sent me an email and said, I've had a bit of a disaster. I've cancelled my Bay Area uh, retreat. Can I come over? So I've never met the man, and suddenly he's in my home. <laughs> it was mm -hmm. remarkable. So it's one of those events that could not be um, missed because it was going to transform his life and my life because he fell in love with the Pacific Northwest. And so he came back a couple of times and that really uh, created this situation that we, I find myself in now. And so um, that was my massive moment in 2014. Mm -hmm. um, and then you can go back even further to 2008. The 2008, if you remember, was when the big crash happened. So many, many people, particularly in North America, and mainly in the States actually, suffered tremendously as a result of uh, the, the, uh, the crash, the economic crash and the housing market crash. So these are two very important times that, that we're looking at to say, we've now got to look back on those, those times to see, am I, am, I, am I complete with all of that? Do I need to make some changes? Am I, am I going to look at things in a different way? So I'm going, hmm, am I going to finish with the Gene Keys? No, no way. <laughs> However, just three weeks ago, Richard Rudd and Rosie Aronson brought out a whole new transmission, which is called the Dream Arc. And the Dream Arc is where there are three creatures associated with each Gene Key. And it's the much more feminine, intuitive connection between the dream time, unconscious, conscious. And each of these gene keys in the shadow has a creepy crawly, or a snake, a reptile, a fish. All the gifts are mammals. And all the cities are birds. And I thought, wow, am I actually now going to shift somewhat? Am I going to be looking into the dream arc from a personal perspective? Or am I going to incorporate it into the work that I do? So what I did, Carrie, it had just come out just before that total lunar eclipse. So I plugged in on their website. There's a thing where you can go Dream Arc uh, Oracle and just have an intention and hit a button to see what comes up. Mm -hmm. So I put in the mammal for the total lunar eclipse. And the mammal that came up 
was the mole. And I thought, what's that, <laughs> what's that got to do in here? And when I went into it, the mole digs deep down into the earth oh, to bring up mm -hmm. all that needs to be revealed. And in it, the word he used was the surges to the top comes out because it's now unraveled what was deeply buried, which is all about that total lunar eclipse in Scorpio. I thought, wow. So I've been working with it, and I've noticed that not only is it something that's happening sort of online and in you, but it's actually happening around me. So I've been having some wonderful experiences with birds, and that, those are the city realm, and even like little simple sparrows. And I find sparrows gathering around, and we've just had a, an incredible experience this last week with the eagles. We actually saw the eagle, the condor, and the raven all flying in the sky together. Wow. And uh, this was in a ceremony. So mm. what's happening is uh, this, this is all about higher consciousness and the connection to Mother Earth and nature. And it's all coming together in this alignment. So now I know this is definitely part of the future. I'm not sure how it's going to be yet because we've got to play with it and see how it, how it comes out. Interesting. Um, so, <laughs> we'll see what so, happens next time you come back and see where exactly. things are with that. Well, there'll, there'll definitely be some stories, yeah. Mm -hmm. So then just to complete that story, uh, so Saturn then is sitting right in this position saying, we've got to reflect back over this period of time to see what we need to complete, what we need to adapt, what we need to refine, because the next seven years will take us to where the sun was in Taurus on that total lunar eclipse. So in 2029, where will we be? Where will Saturn lead us to in this next seven years? And because it's in Taurus, it's all about keeping things simple and building the new blocks of the new Earth. Saturn does not have a great reputation because it keeps us honest and it's very much concerned with structure. So what we are seeing happen is the old structures are dissolving and dismantling and that's why we need to let them dissolve and dismantle in our own lives and create a new structure for the new earth as we move forward in this next seven year period <clears throat> and then you probably all all of your listeners i'm sure know that mercury also went retrograde mm -hmm. and what mercury did it was in early gemini and it was a really interesting moment um i think it was about june the third where the sun moved into Gemini, so it wasn't during the 3rd, it was May, it was May 20th. Uh, so the sun moved into Gemini going forward, and Mercury was coming back, and they came into a perfect conjunction at one degree of Gemini. And so the sun illuminated Mercury, and then Mercury went all the way back to where the sun was on that total lunar eclipse. So Mercury went retrograde to say, what did we miss? What, what didn't I quite see that I needed to see? And then Mercury came forward again. And then on June 3rd, um, Mercury went forward. And everybody goes, oh, thank goodness, Mercury's gone forward direct. But on that very day, Saturn went retrograde. Mm -hmm. So Saturn is now causing all sorts of problems. And anyone, and, I, and it's happening to me, I'm sure it's happening to everyone, I'm just seeing through my family, that's creating all these blockages where things just don't flow smoothly and yet, and yet somehow you can navigate around. It's really odd. Um, but it's, it's asking us to think laterally, not to think in straight lines. It's saying to us, that straight line is blocked. How are you going to go around it? And right. how are you going to find, navigate your way through? 
So what it's saying is the old way of being in the old structures are not flowing freely. So now we've got to step into our more intuitive self and follow our instincts and our guide yes. to navigate cleverly through this time. So Saturn is actually training us how to be in this new earth. And it's wonderful, but it's also challenging. So again, you know what I'm talking about. Yes, absolutely. So much self-trust, you know, in our own intuitive guidance and not what the outer world or the old structures or anything else said, you know, their ways. It's like really trusting our our way and stepping into it. And it it can be challenging for sure. Um, (laughs) Yes. And no, go on. No, no, no. I'm looking at our the the chronological um, lineup here. So, what would be next? Um, then um, this week, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. So, I just wanted to comment on the fact that Saturn is traveling backwards through Aquarius. Mm-hmm. So, Aquarius is the new age. That is what this new age is about. It's about Aquarius. So, what Saturn is now doing is going back through Aquarius to say, okay, which of these old structures do we still need to decompose? What is it that still is hanging on that we need to get rid of so we can step into the new world? So we're seeing this old patriarchal system slowly breaking apart, falling apart, and it's doing so in in strange ways, but that's that's the way it works. So we're just watching that decompose, and then we've got to focus our attention on what structures we do want to create to take us into this next seven-year period. Okay. Are so now then we're coming sorry, go on. so now we're coming up into this, this week, this last this last week, where we had the next full moon after the total lunar eclipse, which was the Sagittarius uh, full moon. And what's interesting about this is uh, the full moon was in what I would consider one of the most difficult gene keys to understand, which is the eleventh gene key. But before we get into that, I just want to point out that the full moon, this was just uh, just a few days ago, uh, was uh, the full moon was at 23 degrees of Sagittarius. Now, in the constellation Sagittarius, it is often seen as the centaur uh, and also the archer. So there is a bow and an arrow at the end of the... So the centaur is holding a bow and an arrow in the, in the constellation shape of uh, Sagittarius. At 23 degrees, the galactic center the center of our Milky Way galaxy is at 26 degrees. So that archer's arrow is pointing right towards the galactic center. And they were conjunct on that uh, full moon just this week. So this is the ideal opportunity for us to connect to source. Because source comes through our galactic center, through our sun, and into our world. And so, for all of us, this is the ideal opportunity to connect to source. So now let's talk about the 11th jinky, which I know, Carrie, you actually have in your attraction sphere, in your profile. So you may well have had some very strong, um, powerful energies uh, impacting you this week, which you can talk about in a minute if you want to. But the shadow of the 11th jinky is obscurity. And I get Richard, and I understand his beautiful language. And when I first read this shadow, I thought, what's he on about? I'm not getting this. 
And the reason I wasn't getting it is, is the shadow of obscurity. And the shadow of obscurity is what's happening in the world today with all the people who are under this mind control. The 11th gene of obscurity is as a result of our early childhood conditioning, our school system, our parents, we are led to believe things that are not true. And it's a left brain dominated world where there's some sense of safety and security by staying in the logical sequential approach to life. And the right brain, which is the feminine side of the brain, is this much more free-flowing, intuitive, dream time connection. And that scares most people because it's all about archetypes. So if you can imagine, listeners, any sort of scary dream or scary moment you've had, or even going to the movies or reading a book where there's a scary character in them, those are the archetypes that start coming up when you open up to the right side of the brain. And yet, that's where we have to go, because our left brain can't solve life. Nothing can solve life except stepping into this wonder and this awe of what it really is. And so this 11th gene key is asking us to step into the realm of fairy stories, of romance, of the elementals, of the angels and the archangels. And I know that most of your listeners are totally embedded in that wonderful aspect of life. And so this 11th gene key being illuminated by the moon on the full moon, connected to the galactic center this week, is providing this wonderful opportunity for us to let go of the logical mind and step into this alternative way of looking at life, which is absolutely magnificent. And the gift is idealism, which is what are my actual ideals? What do I really stand for? And hopefully we stand for Mother Earth and all of those aspects of her that come from alternative dimensions and realms that we are wanting to, to tap into. And then the city is light. And I'm really going to encourage all of your listeners, as well as you, to really focus on bringing this light in through the sun from our galactic center. And imagine you're illuminating your own inner landscape with this beautiful light. Because the light has changed in the last few years. It's become much more tangible. It's more like a plasma than the old light that we used to have. And if anybody takes photographs uh, with a digital camera or with a phone, they're almost certainly going to be seeing these incredibly beautiful light structures showing up on their photographs. And if you haven't seen them, just pay attention to your photographs and look at them in a different way. Because these uh, light orbs, these light structures, they're there in those photographs. Mm -hmm. If only you can see them. So this is this dance out of the old way of being, Carrie, and letting go completely into this alternative realm. And that's the 11th gene key. So what was your, what's your experience been this week? Uh, very, very much that. <laughs> um, yes. No, I, it's been, you know, having the courage to step away from traditional solutions, um, just certain things that were structures that I was being asked to participate with that I really struggled with. And then I decided, no, I'm not doing it that way. I'm doing it my way, <laughs> which is this free-flowing 
you know, um, non-rigid linear way of um, dealing with challenge or um, health concerns or anything like that. So, and once you make that decision, uh, for me, it's so liberating because um, when you try to, as you said, smash yourself into kind of some box of conforming to the old structures, it feels terrible because it's not who we are and it's not why we're here. So um, I felt very liberated and I actually, that happened yesterday when I was like, nope, this is the way it's going to be. And I woke up this morning feeling like liberated and free again. That um, Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. That's exactly it. And, and the old energies are not being supported anymore by Mother Earth. So it just doesn't work anymore in that old traditional way. So it, it does require that incredible, you've used the words courage, trusting yourself, trusting your inner knowing and trusting that the universe is on our side for our future self. That's, that's the key, mm -hmm. which leads us beautifully into the summer solstice energy, which is happening on Tuesday, yeah. very early in the morning. At two, it's it's 2.13 2 a.m. my time Pacific on Tuesday morning. So it's very, very early on Tuesday. And so Monday and Tuesday would be uh, the best possible days that you can focus on connecting with Mother Earth. And the gene key involved is the 15th gene key. And the 15th gene key is all about our connection to Mother Earth, to nature, and the so-called Schumann resonance. And the Schumann resonance is the natural heartbeat of Mother Earth. It used to be a constant value at 7.8 hertz, which is a very low hum below most people's hearing range. But over the last couple of years, it's been shifting into this much higher frequency, peaking up to these higher values. And so it's very, very important for us when we're out and about in nature to really tune in to where Mother Earth is at any one moment in time. And so this deep, deep, profound connection with nature is what we are now really being called to do and to be and to get out of the city and into nature. I mean, within the city, there are often green space which you can go to but going to nature, connecting deeply inside our physical body with Mother Earth herself and really making that deep and profound connection between you and her and becoming one with her. So this summer solstice is when the sun reaches its highest point in the sky in the northern hemisphere. It's the, it's the longest, most sunshiny day of the year. So this is when we reach our highest zenith our highest expression of our true divine nature. This is the flowering, the inner flowering of us. The city word for the 15th jinky is fluorescence, mm -hmm. which means our inner flowering, our inner blossoming. And as we're having this discussion, if you can imagine your inner world just flowering, blooming. I, I had um, my son yesterday showed up with, a, with a, strangely with a bunch of, uh, flowers that he picked, <laughs> wildflowers, and they had this beautiful fragrance. We put them in a bowl of water, and we just smell this beautiful fragrance of Mother Earth. And it's just this deep and profound connection that we can make. And this is our inner fl flowering, our fluorescence. The gift is magnetism, which means when you connect with Mother Earth at this deep and profound level, then you, you start magnetizing nature to you. You start magnetizing the birds and the land and the flowers and the plants. You start seeing things you haven't seen before. And 
you start connecting with people. Your soul tribe starts showing up. And the shadow, just to mention, is dullness. What that means is most of us in this uh, journey that we're coming together on this call uh, are not connected to the mundane world anymore. We've had enough of it. It's old. It's finished. Mm -hmm. And so in that old world, we tend to try and get things done as quickly and get it out of the way as possible. And the shadow of dullness is saying to us, when we're out in nature, it's really important to stay as long as it takes and not have any time pressure, but just allow mm -hmm. yourself open-ended time to be out in nature. So, yeah. Carrie, do you, want to, do you want to talk about your mm -hmm. story in nature? <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, and that was part of... Um, most of the people who listen to the show know that I move a lot. I, I always just go where I'm guided and... Um, uh, so, um, I was guided to go back to the water. So I found a place at, at a lake, which is 30 minutes away from my place in town here, which is still, I have a nature preserve behind me here, but I'm, I was guided to go back to the water. So I found a place, um, and I'm going to be going back and forth. I'm going to spend, and I'm going to do exactly what you're saying. I'm going to go there when I'm guided to go there and stay there as long as I want. I can work from there if I want to and then come back and forth. But that also tied into, you know, you always have a lot of people who don't flow with their intuition um, like I do and question like, why are you doing that? Or why are you moving again? Or why are you, you know, and it's it's kind of blocking out those voices that don't really matter and really following you know, your own guidance. So I'm looking forward to being there. And um, when you were talking about the birds and everything, um, I've mentioned here with the nature preserve behind me, the egrets and the, the herons just soar and fly in my backyard. Well, when I started taking things to the new lake place, Peter, um, sure enough, the herons and the egrets were just soaring and flying right in front of me, right there in front of me. Um, on the lake so it was like welcome <laughs> welcome here too so so i'm looking forward to experiencing uh what unfolds there peter i will sh i will send you the dream arc uh, explanation of the heron i'm i i'm not sure if an egret is on that list but I'll, I'll definitely send you the heron so you can see what the energy is that richard writes about for the heron okay because they've been around um Wow, for a while. I want to, yeah, for years. But more specifically in the last year, every day, they're with me. So, um, yeah, I'll look into that too. But, uh, it's going to be a beautiful day. I'll be there for the, for the, um, for the solstice. And, um, oh, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So when, when, again, just, just for your listeners and for you personally, whenever you do move into a, a new space, really important to connect with the earth in that new mm -hmm. space. So although it's only half an hour away, there will be some different energetics uh, yeah. that are involved there. So making sure you do that. And the final thing I'll talk about, the solstice, which again is important to understand, there's a wonderful dowser in England. His name is Rory Duff. And he not only dowses uh, vortex sites, but he, he also dowses times in, in, the, in the year, which are important. And what he's discovered is on the equinoxes and the solstices, all of the vortexes and ley lines on the planet come into a harmonic resonance. And it starts on the eve of and lasts for that full day of the actual day itself. So if you think about the eve of, say, let's say sundown on Monday to sundown on Tuesday, then we know that all the vortex 
uh, sites on the planet and the ley lines that connect them all come into this harmonic resonance. So they're all resonating at the same frequency. So this is the best opportunity for us to come into that resonance because wherever we are, we, if we're connecting with the resonance with Mother Earth, we're connecting with the resonance of the whole planet. Beautiful. Um, yeah, Peter, so is there anything you want to wrap up with that? Because I definitely want to take questions and callers because people always look forward to being able to uh, <laughs> to ask you the, <laughs> the deeper questions on the gene cues. Um, that was the wrap-up. We're ready to go. That was the wrap-up. Okay. Um, a lot of you wrote in at the beginning of the show with your gene key questions. Um, let me know that you're still here so we can get some feedback from you. Um, and uh, let's see. Um, Carrie from Encinitas just said, I thought we were in the 12th gene key, a programming partner of 11. Is that? That's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. so when the full moon is in the 11, the sun is in the 12. They're, the, they're programming partners. They're the opposite uh, gene keys to each other. So she's absolutely oh, okay. right. The 11th gene key was where the moon was. The 12th gene key is uh, where the sun is right now. Absolutely correct. Okay. And um, press star 2 on your phone um, to raise your hand uh, for live uh, questions with Peter. And, again, we want to... Yeah, he, he's the perfect person to answer any gene key questions. Okay, I am going to, okay, Grace from New York. Hi, Grace. She said, hi, beautiful souls. My question is about my attraction and vocation spheres. They are both 62. Attraction is 62.6. Vocation is 62.1. What does it mean, and are they connected in the same way? Thank you, millions. <laughs> I just love, I just love Grace, uh, Carrie, the questions you give me, give me wonderful opportunities to explain things I wouldn't normally explain. So, <laughs> so Grace has asked this wonderful question because she's got the 60 second gene key twice in two different spheres, but she's got a line one and a line six. And a line one, line six combination is a karmic one. So that means that this connection for Grace is karma. So it's almost connected to a past life situation. And the vocation sphere is the core wound sphere anyway. So it means then that she's working on this 60-second gene key, not only from her own perspective, but also from a family lineage perspective. And the vocation line one is the most terrifying fear that any family lineage could possibly have. And it's often to do with the fear of annihilation the fear of not having enough food or not having enough money. So one of the things that Grace is being asked to do is to clear that deep, deep wound from her ancestral lineage by feeling fully safe in this world today. And the 60-second gene key is the gene key that has a tendency to want to understand everything. And so she's got to let go of that and allow life to flow naturally and easily uh, and there is a wonderful gift in the 60-second gene key, which is light language. This is one of the oracles of uh, life, but it doesn't involve words. It involves frequency of sound. And most people who speak light language um, would see a connection between the frequency of the sound and geometry. Mm -hmm. So it's the connection between sound and light and sacred geometry. So if Grace has not listened to light language, it would be a really good thing for her to do. And then in the attraction sphere, the sixth line 
is the tendency for a romantic ideal in what you want for your primary relationships with your partner, with your family, with your friends, with your children, with your siblings. And it's just this wonderful romantic ideal of what life could be through my relationships. And it doesn't always work out like that. So it can lead to disappointment if your expectations are too high. Hmm. Grace, <laughs> I hope that you heard that. Um, okay, let's see. Where am I going? Um, um, Lily, I'm going to go to Lily in California. Uh, dear Peter and Carrie, uh, the description of my genius is my deepest purpose in life is to manifest a gift of strength. To realize my purpose, I need to transform the shadow of force. My purpose is 34.5. What exactly does this mean? Um, thank you so much. Love your insights. Okay, so fifth line, Lily, uh, means that you are a natural leader, uh, and there can be a tendency for people to project their unresolved stuff onto you. So you need to make sure that you um, give people their stuff back, create a clear boundary, you can be supportive and helpful, but you must not do it for them. And the shadow of the fifth line can involve uh, your voice coming on too strong. If your voice is too harsh, too harsh a tone, it can trigger other people's stuff. So you want to be speaking from the heart, slightly softer, slightly slower, but with it's an authority of love, not one of power and control. And the 34th gene key, you're blessed to have that gene key, Lily, because it is the gene key of the most uh, strongly powerful physical constitution on the inside of you. So you should not have any physical issues at all unless you try to force things in your life. So the best advice I can give you, Lily, is to stop trying. And so what you're wanting to do is to allow everything to unfold naturally and easily knowing that you have this inner strength, but you want to wear that inner strength out in the world in the city of majesty. So you want to have the confidence and the certainty in yourself on the inside, but wear it with grace and ease on the outside and to just let life flow and don't try and make anything happen. The more you try and make things happen, the worse it gets. So let it flow naturally and easily. Hmm. Okay, Lily, I hope that you heard that. Thank you for being with us. Um, uh, Jackie from Spokane said, um, I had a session with you, Peter, and I am living my gene keys like you said. It's taken some time, but now I'm going for it. You said I had the Midas touch. Now that I'm taking this huge step, I know my family may reject me. What can I focus on to stay in my power and not try to prove myself? I'm so grateful to you. That's Jackie. Well, that's a great question, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And it's so difficult, you know, right now when we are stepping out into our true self. And this is the eighth gene key that we spoke of earlier, where we are now stepping out of that box of conformity and mediocrity, and yet our families somehow even feel threatened by that because they are stuck in a belief system which is false. Uh, they think it's right. And so you become this threat to their own stability and safety. So all we can do in that situation is to hold space for them in the hope that they will open up and get it. And that is happening with some of our family members. They are beginning to see it. 
But you have to hold to your own inner strength, your own inner commitment and courage, and know that you are on the right path. And working with that gold frequency, you can pass that gold frequency onto your family without them knowing, just energetically flowing it to them and just not allowing whatever they say to bring you down. And Carrie, you mm-hmm. just mentioned mm-hmm. that yourself. Yeah, but not letting really. other people bring you down and trusting your own inner guidance. And it's yeah. really sad when you have these challenges with family members. Um, but unfortunately, every, what's happening in this time is everybody is making a choice. And we have to allow each person to make their choice. They can change their choice, but everybody is having to make a choice. There's no hiding place. And so we just have to honor everybody where they are and hope that they eventually get it. They either will or they won't, and there's nothing we can do to, to convince them. The worst thing we can do is to try and convince people of the truth right now. It just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, Jackie is sending you so much love. Um, let's see. Um, Chris said, Peter is the best. Um, and thank you, Carrie, for your wonderful show. Thank you, Chris, for being here. Lacey said, Peter, you always swoop in as a beautiful beacon of positivity. So grateful for both of you. Thanks, Lacey. Um, Michelle from the UK said, hello, wonderful souls. Great to be here. I had a session with Peter before, um, but my birth time has been adjusted with new knowledge. Is, is it worth me having another session? It would depend on how much of adjustment that birth time was. And it's worth just saying, because some people don't know their birth time, so I might as well just mention that uh, if they don't know at all any, anything about the time of that day, what I tend to do is plug in noon for the birth time, and then I'll look at an early morning time and a late night time to see what changes take place. So from Michelle's point of view, it will depend upon how much different the time is, and what we can do is look at the original profile and the new profile to see what changes take place. So whether she needs another session or not really would depend upon how many changes there are in the profile, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yes, and speaking of that, <laughs> I briefly mentioned your offer of the Gene Keen sessions, but we haven't gone through it, so let's do that. Well, I'm going to direct people there if they want to take a look. Uh, go to straighttalkforthesoul.com, click on our marketplace link at the top, uh, find Peter's smiling face, click on that picture, and that will take you to this offering. It's a one-on-one Gene Key spiritual counseling session with Peter. Um, it's an hour. It's very comprehensive, in-depth. Uh, you'll also get a bonus video um, that explains the golden path of your hologenetic profile. Um, and you'll also get a bonus meditation grounding um, light into the body. And um, so, Peter, you would encourage them to watch that bonus video first, right? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. It, it saves time because then if they've already looked at that video, it's about a 20-minute video then we don't have to go into any explanation of how the process works. We can just take a deep dive straight into them. And what I do at the beginning is just ask them what their intentions are for the session and then any health issues, any relationship issues, any work issues. And then I just work into all of that into the actual hour. And as you say, it's very pithy. It's very detailed. It will be recorded and it will give people several months work to do after that one hour session. Yeah, and you'll definitely want to listen to your recording <laughs> multiple times. Um, and it's, so it's great that you do that for them, Peter. And 
for those of you who have not tried this or worked with Peter, it's such a beautiful opportunity. It's $111. We have the three pay option to pay over three months if that help is helpful for you. Um, so anything else you want to add about uh, the sessions, Peter? Yeah, or? just the fi final thing. As, as this show is today, and I'm sure people listening will have had some hits, that I've had some goosebumps or some chills, that I've had some moments of realization. And so it's also important to understand this is an energetic transmission. It's not just a discussion about your profile, that when we're in it and we're, and we're getting into yourself, into your code, into your gene keys, then there's actually energetic things happening inside you. So things will happen in your life afterwards that will just show you things you needed to see. So that's an, that's another important sort of bonus, if you like, in the whole process. Yes, yes. Um, thank you again, Peter, for offering those. Um, uh, let's see, Zila says, um, um, I, wow, I must have that fear of annihilation um, and not having enough food. I've been seeing light language, talking light language since a child, lots of health issues. I think a reading could help me shift. Do the gene keys help us also understand why we might be um, inundated with dark forces? Um, I'm told that I'm here to lead and teach by speaking my truth. That's Zila. Wow. Yeah, well, Zila, there is, there is a, a pair of gene keys involved with the dark side, and they are the 50 and the 44. The 50 is the shadow of corruption, and the 44 is the shadow of interference. And that's how the dark side work. And the great news is that my life's work is the 44. So I am here in the world, in the outer world, to clear out any interference patterns that the dark side bring into our lives. So I don't know, obviously, your profile and whether you have the 50 or the 44, but it doesn't matter because uh, I'm constantly working with people who have been affected by the dark side to clear those energies out. And again, when you understand how they work and how it works, then those energies can typically be cleared pretty quickly, depending upon uh, how severe that's been. Yeah. Zila, I would highly encourage um, working with Peter. Um, Sounds like it would be very beneficial for you, my dear. So um, let's see. Oh, Grace wrote back in and she said, oh, my God, this was so powerful. Thank you so much. So true. Um, may I ask, what can I make with my high expectations around relationships? Any insights about what we can do with our expectations in life would be great. Thank you both again for the great show. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm lucky that my daughter has the sixth line in the romantic attraction sphere <laughs> area. So I understand it quite well. It's a tough one because you want to have high standards for your relationships and, and your life. Um, but it's just making sure that they're sort of realistic ideals, if that makes sense. Pragmatic idealism is the way I describe it. So having high standards for yourself and the people around you, but they must be standards that are, people are capable of reaching. And so it's, it's finding that, that fine-tuned balance between holding to the high expectations but making them realistic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Grace, I hope you heard that. Um, Lily wrote back in and said, thank you, thank you, thank you. You won't believe um, how much of a difference, you won't believe in how much of a difference my voice makes. Even I'm surprised. All of your insights and wisdom are so precious for us all. Blessings and gratitude to you both. Thank you, Lily. And Jackie so wrote line, back in. Just, just mention mm -hmm. that line five at the, at the, in the purpose is either a healing voice or a hurting voice. 
Mm. And that's what uh, Lily's talking about there. Yeah. Um, Jackie said, thank you, Peter. I'm so happy to hear that I can transfer uh, the gold frequency to my family. I'm so grateful for your encouragement. Thanks, Jackie, for writing back in. Um, Alexandra in Los Angeles. Hi, Alexandra. Uh, she said, hi, Carrie and Peter. What is the 29th gene key? It keeps showing up in my life. My father left me a treasure box with an old key with the number 29 on it. Um, I, I, Alexandra, I think that, um, you, I don't think that you, um, are understanding the gene keys. Is this was what I'm sensing based on the question, Peter? No, 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 no. She's good. She's good. She is? Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah because, because anything works numerologically, right? Oh, so, okay. She's okay. talking about the 29. So sometimes, for example, I'll say to someone if they're the, with their age connects to a gene key. So okay. you say, right, you're, you're a certain age. So let's look at that gene key to okay. see what is what is up in the field. So she's recognizing this number 29 is important to her in general. It's so symbolic. she's saying, okay. how does that mm-hmm. how does that play out in the gene keys? So it's absolutely valid. Yes. So 29th gene key is a gene key of what we've just talked about with Saturn, interestingly, completion of cycles. So with the 29th gene key, people who have that gene key or people who have a connection to that gene key have this challenge of completing cycles at the right time. They either leave too early and have to repeat that cycle all over again in another situation, or more typically, they stay too long in a cycle, they become overcommitted, and they get burnout as a result. The shadow is half-heartedness. So that's what those two extremes tend to do. So what we're needing to do is to recognize when a natural cycle has come to completion. And then what we need, we also need to make sure that we, we don't do is to, is to agree to do something we don't want to do. So half-heartedness means if I say yes when I mean no, I'm not going to do a very good job. So we need to learn to say no nicely and only follow things we're passionate about. But then even in that passion, making sure that we're not overcommitted, that it's a balanced commitment. So it's a really good gene key to talk about in general for everybody. Yeah, that is interesting. I didn't realize that we could just have a connection to a particular gene key in that way. So thank you, Alexander, for the question. Um, yeah. And I hope that was helpful. Um Sarah from Berkeley just said, I feel a strange shift this last week. I feel like I still need to burn off a lot of um, ancestral shadow life work. Um, Gene Key 31, Evolution 41, Radiance 24, Purpose 44. <laughs> we're, get, we're getting into a compl- half, half a session there. Um, right. so, so, I'm so just I'll, reading I'll, what's here. <laughs> I know, I know, yeah. So mm-hmm. I, what I'll do is I'll just say these two two pieces. One is mm-hmm. that, yes, you will feel that energy to let things go because of the full moon. The full moon is always mm-hmm. about letting go of old stuff. So that's what's showing itself to you. But I'm just going to talk about the 41 because the 41 is a really important gene key at the moment. The 41 is the only start code on it all, in all 64 keys which means if that key isn't at the beginning of a sequence in our DNA, that event cannot happen. So the 41 are the people who start things off. And right now, we are stepping into this new golden age. So all the people with the 41st gene key are being asked 
to step through the doorway or the gateway or the portal into the fifth dimensional realm, which is the gold frequency, to connect to that gold frequency that we've been talking about and embody it and bring it back into form. Because the more people that embody the golden age, the faster it's going to come. So I would say that's the most important thing. And the one thing that will stop you doing that is not feeling worthy enough to do it. And this is a really, really important piece. And I'll just uh, complete the, the, the situation by just mentioning that right now Mars is in Aries, which is its own sign. Venus is in Taurus, which is its own sign. So there's this wonderful opportunity for us to bring ourselves into our internal balance of our masculine and feminine energies. Mm -hmm. And what I've found recently carrying my sessions is there is this underlying sense of unworthiness that many wonderful, wonderful, gifted women in particular have. And this is this final, final letting go of that not feeling worthy enough to do this. And I really encourage all of your listeners to know that you are right on track. You're all doing the right things. Trust yourself. Trust your intuition and go for it. So in this case, step through that gateway into that higher frequency and, and connect to that golden grid and bring it back into form. That's what we all need to do. That's mm -hmm. the 41st gene key. All right. Sarah. Thank you for being here. I hope you heard that. Um, Alexandra wrote back in and said, thank you so much. It was totally right on. <laughs> okay. Uh, one more, Peter. Um, I'm going to go to Pam in Toronto. Um, hi, Carrie and Peter. So nice to have Peter on today. Pearl is 23.3. Radiance, 38.2. Attraction, 62.4. Um, many blessings, right. Pam. Anything you can reveal, she's asking. Right. Yes. Well, I'll just talk about the pearl. We've already talked about the 62 on the show. So I'm just going to talk about the pearl because it's a really important one. 23.3. The pearl is the final contentment in life. And the line three, I love this uh, expression because the line three in the pearl is celebration. So, Pam, you're being asked to celebrate your life now because it's, it's going to be, if it isn't already, a wonderful success. So whatever challenges you face in your life, recognize they're coming to you to show you something you need to see so that you become your own final celebration. Mm -hmm. And the 23rd gene key is the gene key that Richard Rudd uses to describe the whole pearl sequence. And here's the key. Don't overcomplicate things. That is the shadow of the 23. And the gift is simplicity. And Richard talks about three things, focusing on the essential. One, we do have to have our practical needs met. And then two, what you find beautiful. And three, what you find inspiring. And focus on those three things and declutter your space. And most importantly, declutter your mind. And just focus on those three things. This is a very alchemical gene key. And it leads to this wonderful city of quintessence. And quintessence is the fifth element. Again, it's the mystery it takes us beyond the four elements of the earth, air, fire, water. It's our true divine nature. And that's what your final, final step in your life is. It's the most wonderful jinky you could have in your pearl. So it means that you can have total confidence. This is going to be a total celebration. And as you alchemize out the shadows, you're going to step into this beautiful energy, which is your true divine nature, which is your quintessence. Hmm. Pam. 
I certainly hope that you heard that, and thank you for that. Um, Zila said, um, bless you for your incredible insight. I can feel it in my being. I definitely want a reading, ready for all the change and um, that we're all moving into. Great, Zila. Um, uh, Sarah wrote back in and just, um, yeah, said she thanks you for the insight, love, and peace to us all. Thank you, Sarah. All right, Peter. I always love our time together. <laughs> so do I. Um, Wonderful. Thank you. Any final message, my friend, before we say goodbye? I think we've covered it really, really thoroughly, actually, and I'm feeling really yeah. good about the show and, and uh, you and your listeners. Is a, you create a beautiful vortex yourself uh, for this opportunity. So I'm just very grateful for you uh, supporting me in the work that I do on, on behalf of humanity. Mm, always, Peter. Well, thank you, Peter, for all that you are doing and to everyone who's joined us. Thank you for the gift of your your time, your readiness, your love, and your presence today. We appreciate you and hope that you received some new insights, new awarenesses, empowering opportunities um, that are beneficial for you and your journey. And please consider um, having a, a session with Peter. That is the special offer. So thank you for joining us on this soulful adventure today. I am sending waves and waves of love and light and appreciation uh, directly from my heart to yours. May you feel it, receive it, and then offer it to those you encounter today or tonight, wherever you are in the world. And as always, until next time, please give yourself full permission to shine instead of shrink, express instead of suppress, and of course, own that amazing, powerful glow of yours. Uh, take flight, beautiful, beautiful beacons of light, and I'll see you back here next time. Bye, everybody.